Hey everybody, it's time to put your headphones on. The Step Outside podcast is about to begin. Today we're heading to Hawaii, a beautiful spot, an old favourite of mine. Catching up with a bloke who's pretty much done it all. It's an interesting chat, let's get into it. And a big aloha to everybody out there as we come to you with another podcast of Step Outside with Paul Burt. We're coming to you from the beautiful Hilton Waikoloa Village here on the Isles of Hawaii. And I'm joined today by our very special guest, Mr. Simon Amos. He is the manager of the Hilton Waikoloa Village here. Tell me, Simon, hello. How are you first, hey, Paul, buddy? How's it going? Very well, yeah. thank you, mate. I'm very stoked to be talking to you today because for me, uh, you know, a man of your stature who's been around a long time throughout the chain, you started off in England? Started off, yeah, 30 years ago I've been in hotels this year actually. And, um, then, and then from there so you Lon- Yeah, went from uh, London, China and now Hawaii. So all in, hosp- all in uh, hotel, hospitality, food and beverage. Mate, tell me about China. I mean, obviously you've gone from three different amazing countries mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, from somewhere where there's over a billion people uh, through China and of course then we come to a, a, an island in the middle of the Pacific. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How's the difference? You couldn't get any more different. Mm. I mean going from a city like Beijing with you know 20 plus million people, um, you know sky rises, it's capital of, capital of China, very, very advanced, yeah. to an island of less than 200,000 people. Yeah. Um, the most beautiful place on earth here it's incredible uh you know i've worked in cities for for all my working life since london um and to come here this is my first resort that i've ever worked in uh, yeah. a very big resort at that as yeah. well uh, and I've, I've now been here six years came in as director of food and beverage and then took over as hotel manager uh, about four years ago now three and a half years ago director of food and beverage would be a very tiring long job mm-hmm. uh, I've had some mates in in that uh, area before and and of course particularly a, a resort of this stature when we're talking about you know uh, thousands of people here mm-hmm. uh, when we come through it's on a, a very large property uh, but also the the uh, I guess the the nights that you organize the buffets the mm-hmm. dinners the pizzazz that goes with that mm-hmm. that's a big role it's a big job it, it's a big role we have a phenomenal team um, and that's what helps that's what that's that's what helps I yeah. mean the team that I work with here I think over 50 percent of the staff yeah. have been here since the opening of the hotel 30 years ago isn't that amazing it's incredible um, you know rich in experience know what they're doing um, and you know they're the real they're the real people that make it happen um, you know we're with we're going through um, a way a big wave of um, large group at the moment yeah. and every fifth day we have to turn our Kona pool uh, around into an event for a thousand seven hundred people wow. the teamwork involved is incredible yeah. um, you know to, to break it down and to build it it's 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 awesome it's, yeah. it's great to see one thing I've noticed, uh, my family and I started coming here, you know, uh, probably eight or nine years ago. I've been coming to Hawaii for 10 years now, but what is that you get to recognize, and like you said, over 50% of people have been here for over 30 years. Right, right. Is that people not only remember you, but they remember your family. Oh, it's incredible. As we walk in, yeah. and you guys are seeing thousands of people every mm. week, like you mentioned, but when you walk in here, and if you come back once, twice, three times, you become part of the ahana, part right. of the family. Right. Which right. is a really cool thing because it, it makes you feel welcome and you know that you're coming back home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's, it's very true and you know we call it an ohana here. It's, it's, it's family, you yeah. know. Uh, I always say that we spend, you know, we spend more time working with, you know, with our own families or, or at home. Yeah. It's important that we all get along and, and, and it is, you know, it's important to know, you know a little yeah. bit about people's lives. 
the, sure. you know, the family and the kids and the grandkids. And yeah. that, that goes a long way here. It certainly does. And also the families that come to this amazing pool behind us. And if you are not listening to, well, you're listening to the podcast, but if you're looking visually, because we do this as well visually, is uh, behind us is the lagoon uh, here at the Hilton Waikoloa Village. And it is amazing because one, it's tidal. Mm-hmm. Two, there is no... Uh, infrastructure that's stopping anything from coming or going. Mm-hmm. Turtles can come and go, fish can come and go, mm-hmm. the tide goes up, the tide goes down. Yeah. It is a natural waterway that people can bask and bathe in all day. Mm-hmm. They can pull out their sun lounges, they can jump on a canoe or mm-hmm. anything that they mm-hmm. like through here. So realistically you've kept that natural ability to I guess encompass what a Hawaii is about when people right. come here. Right. I think one of the most awesome things I've seen in this lagoon a couple of years ago was uh, we had a monk seal come in. Oh wow. Um, and, uh, they get dangerous, don't they? Can they bite you? They, uh, they, you don't want to get too close to it. No. Um, and actually, uh, um, Waimanu was her name. And there's only like 950 of these, these, right. these critically endangered species in, in the world. And yeah. she would come in yeah. pregnant and yeah. she would have a massage underneath the, uh, the big waterfall here oh, you see behind yeah, us. Yeah, okay. So I actually, at first, we closed the entire lagoon. Wow, yeah. Um, and then, of course, she was hanging out longer and longer and longer. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, sort of the closed down zone got smaller and smaller and smaller, yeah. so that yeah. it was just around the waterfall in the end. Yeah, wow. Um, okay. But these, you know, these, these, uh, the monk seals are very, very rare, very yeah. rare. Yeah. So it was quite a, quite a sight to see them. And then when she had a, when her day was done and she was ready to go, we would, one of one of my recreation team paddleboarded with her out and accompanied her out away How from cool. the uh, resort. Yeah, it's, it's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, it's one of those. And and the turtle life here is amazing. A lot of people love to see turtles. They they know about turtles, but having the turtle life here is is quite phenomenal people are just amazed by the mountain here and how friendly they are they they come in here and they come in for one reason do you know what that is no the algae that comes off of the waterfall the the weed up top here so the boatway the 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 green the green uh, algae that comes off the waterfall that it's like a buffet for them isn't that right there's sometimes 20 turtles around it just eating and eating and eating yeah incredible and it's one of the most safest environments on the coast because there's, there's no, no tig- and, and there's tiger no ties, as well there's really no yeah, there's no predators no. that come in yeah um and that's why guests love it here yeah. because you can snorkel year round and it's crystal clear and even on a high surf day this is crystal clear it's nice and calm yeah. we did come here once and I, I actually surfed out in the bombie out here and it was um, it was pretty gnarly. It was big. Yeah, it was yeah. really big. It and, can, uh, get, can get big. Oh, it was it was big. And yeah. then uh, you know, and I come back in here, and my kids are safely swimming yeah. in the lagoon. Yeah. You mentioned about the boat uh, canal system that you've got elevated because uh, you've got a boat series uh, of, yep. of areas that circle around the mm-hmm. actual resort. Yeah. So. So the canal obviously was built as a way to get around the resort. Um, How many acres or hectares is the resort? Six, 63 acres. Okay, so 63 it's pretty big. Yeah. Hec- hectares, no idea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so the boatway was designed you know, to ferry the guests around. It's a big resort. Yeah. Um, and the boats were built by Disney originally. Right. And just recently, in fact last year, we completed a project, we renovated three of them total renovation they were shipped to the mainland yep. and not only did we renovate them but we also converted them to electric from gas right okay. much cleaner yep. quieter cleaner energy and efficient cleaner yep. and greener yeah uh, and there's one more still to come back uh, in, in a couple of weeks so 
Um, and they're beautiful boats, really beautiful they boats. They are, they've been yeah. fitted out lovely. So if you are coming over here, go jump, jump on a boat. And the actual company is world-renowned, they're called Duffy. And, and Duffy does the interchange from gas and conversion to, to electric. As well as renovate as the well boats, as yeah. That's right, and renovation. Yeah. So they come up in absolute mint condition. Uh, but also at the same time, you know, sustainability is something that's big on your agenda. Mm -hmm. And you have brought some changes to the hotel uh, which astonishes us to, to, the, to the amount of savings on certain products. Mm, Let's mm. talk about straws, something that mm. a lot of people don't think about. Uh, I know back in Australia, a lot of people are, you know, they've got some you know, different straws, they've got metal straws, they've got all this other stuff mm -hmm. out there, but there's still a lot of plastic being used. Yeah. yeah. So it, it actually all started in this restaurant a couple of years ago. Uh, this, is, this restaurant's Lagoon Grill, overlooks the lagoons and the dolphins. And the manager used to come to me and the team and say, hey, Simon, you know, look, look, at, look at the amount of straws we pulled out of the, the lagoon, you know, yeah. piles of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I said, look, why don't, we, look, why don't we ban straws in this restaurant? Um, and there was, a, you know, there was things going on around the world and, you know, it was becoming a bigger and bigger topic. And we set the date for February 1st. Yeah. Um, and February 1st, 2018, uh, we banned straws, but not only in this restaurant, we, we went full blast. Yeah, wow. The entire resort, uh, we tested a number of different products from paper yeah. to bamboo right. to, uh, I even had conversations with the American Licorice Company about trying to make an edible straw. Yeah, wow. okay. Unfortunately, it didn't like the humidity. They would break down biodegradable, obviously. In the drink, they yeah. don't they don't hold up. So, no. uh, so we did a lot of tests, a lot of trials and errors. Why would they make a, an edible straw that goes into a drink and it was going to break down? So we were tr we were trying to design it ourselves. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, right. So the idea was that you get a, a candy dr candy yeah. straw in your drink, yeah. and then you can eat it at the end of it. Um, had a had a number of prototypes, but sure. with the humidity here yeah. and the you know and yeah. the sugar content, it was just they were yeah. just not holding up. Fair so okay. um, the most recent one that we found is uh, wheat straw, some a uh, straw made of a wheat stem okay. that typically was thrown away before. Right. Um, and yeah, they're called hay straws, and guests absolutely love them, and they yeah. are totally biodegradable. Yeah. Even better than the paper option, which Unreal. still has the industrial production, yes. etc. So. So that was, that was great and that gained so much traction um, when we launched it and we did the press release. Guests were, 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 were really yeah. loving it. We were yeah. putting signs out. Um, and then a year later, Hilton has now made the announcement to ban it throughout the entire company. So, wow. so um, you know, we, we do take the crown of being the first one. Congratulations, so mate. It, Congratulations. It, it was a team effort. Um, yeah, of course. You know, and people say, was it hard? It was the easiest thing we've ever done. Wow. We said, tomorrow you're not serving plastic straws. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it's, here's your alternative. Um, so how many straws have you saved uh, you know, annually here just at the one resort? So in 2017, we used um, 700,000 plastic straws. Jeez. Just in this That's resort. a lot, isn't it? Yeah, 2017. On, and yeah. then, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that has led on to us rolling out, um, you know, we now look at all of our disposable products. Yeah. It has to be uh, compostable, but not in a special facility, which we don't have here. We yeah. are actually going for, you know, natural compostable items or fully recycled. Um, yeah. You know, if there's anywhere in the world that we should be trying to make a difference, I think yeah. here is really one of them. Yeah, where of we course. are, we're you in the middle of the Pacific. Paradise. It's, you it's, know. you know, and all this plastic just goes into the uh, into the landfill. 
And also one other thing I have noticed here are the drink containers. Wherever you go, you're seeing a lot of people, the water bottles everywhere, they're becoming cheaper these days. You can buy, you know, 24 for, you know, $10 or $8, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Is that you, you've changed now from the water bottles to more of a, I guess, a, a take home. People are taking their, mm -hmm. their drink bottle mm -hmm. away with them uh, yeah. and it folds up. Tell us about that. So uh, to, to my left here, um, we have the Lagoon Tower, which has 256 of our premium rooms throughout the property. Yep. And part of the benefits in that tower, um, in those 256 rooms, guests used to get two bottles of water every day right. replenished. Yeah. Um, we did the calculation like the straws, yep. and um, you know, in 2000 and, uh, 2018, I think it was, we we served half a million bottles of plastic plastic half a bottles million of water. bottles yeah. yeah wow so we were trying to figure out a way you know we were looking at it and came up with the idea to yeah. design our own refillable water pouch yeah wow one that can go in the room so they they now have two of them in the room they pack flat they have a brake seal top so you know if it's been tampered with yep uh, and then I worked very closely with my partners at Dolphin Quest and together we uh, installed bottle filling stations nice. on every single floor of Lagoon Tower next to the ice machines yes. and also throughout the entire resort. Yes. So now, like you say, you see guests walking around yeah. and I know it's plastic, yeah. but it's a one-time hit when they check in. Absolutely. And then you see them running around the resort with yeah. the Mackay branded uh, bottle We're on their bags. We've seen it beach. back in Australia at the beach, the Mackay Tower. It's incredible. Yeah. It's everywhere. So yeah. you know, and you can actually familiarise yourself with that person. You go and have a chat with them, right? And say, "Oh, you've been to yeah. Waikoloa." Yeah, absolutely. And there you was one more. It. There was one more thing I realised the benefit the other day. What's that? That because it's a souvenir and it packs, it packs flat. Yep. Everyone takes them home off this island. So they're taking their own. Well, I won't taking say their own plastic away. Say, that's right. <laughs> now, one, one thing speaking about off the island is uh, we, I, we had the liberty of fishing with each other you know, just the other day. Uh, but um, out of 10, how do you think you went? 10. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, can I ask why you think you went 10? Uh, tell tell me, what you, yeah, you can be honest, mate, come on. I, I is that you and I and about I caught, half a million people I, I, watching? I, I caught the biggest fish in my life. Yeah, you did. I did. You caught one of the biggest fish I've seen in my life of that particular species. And I haven't stopped telling people about it. And neither should you. I've got pictures up in my office. I, I take people in my office and yeah. talk about the fish. Good on you. Yeah. yeah. Am, I in that, am I in that picture with you? No. You yeah. are, this you is... are. I've got it, I'll show <laughs> you. Is this mug? He just stood in. <laughs> it's a, okay, I'll fill you in. We're out on uh, Sean Rotella's boat called Night Runner Charters out of um, Kona. And uh, we went fishing. I always fish with Sean. So if you're coming over here to the Hilton at Waikoloa, book in with Sean, Night Runner Charters. Google him now and check this guy out. He absolutely rocks on. But his boat is quite unique. He loves to target good quality fish on live bait. Mm. And, and of course, you and I, we went out there uh, with my family and we dropped down these live baits onto a, a ledge. Because most of the guys over here troll. Mm -hmm. and, and when they're trolling, I get it because they charge relatively cheap prices to hire the boat, but because everyone's at a hotel and the, the fridge, it's a normal bar fridge, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to come back with fish and all that rubbish. You just want to go to the restaurant. Mm -hmm. But, so the fish that you catch on the boat, they sell. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if they catch a beautiful uh, yellowfin tuna, mm -hmm. they can sell it and make money on top of their charter price, right. and everyone's happy. Mm -hmm. We've gotcha. caught a fish, the skipper's happy, he's got some money. So, when you talk about bottom fishing, there's certain species they don't really want to target because it's not really a good viable fish to be sold. Mm. The allure 
is called what we call a trevally. Mm -hmm. And that particular fish is, is a fish that can be sold, but it doesn't rate well amongst dishes like pokey or anything mm -hmm. like that. So it's more of a fish that they drive over, unless you ask the skipper, which is what we did. Mm -hmm. So we said to Sean, we say, Sean, can, can we go bottom jigging? And he goes, not a problem, brother, because we're going to showcase this on, on our Step Outside show about how good the fishing is and how rich it is. So Simon drops down this bait. It was a nice-sized bait. And I gave him the rod that wasn't really particularly good for that area, which I haven't told him this story yet, because normally that rod is meant for casting, not dropping down. 500 feet deep. <laughs> so That's Simon, a long way up. He drops down, it's a long way down. Drops his bait down and instantly hooks up and the rod being eight foot long is bent from the butt through the reel seat to the top. We were using a, uh, it was a dual PE three to five Shimano, uh, 30 to 50 pound stick and we had a Saragossa 25,000 match with 80 pound Kariki braid and 80 pound leader fluorocarbon. Mm -hmm. Put down this live bait, instant hookup. 35 minutes later, do you want to, actually, you talk about it. You, got it. you gave it a 10. What I happened? gave it a 30, 10. 35 minutes later, you're, we're, we're, you're buggered. I'm buggered watching you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah up yeah. it comes. What was your yeah. first thoughts when you saw this silver fleck? Well, for a start, I had to take a little bit of a break. It was so hard. It was hard, mate. It was hard. That's not the rod to use in 500 feet of water. I, when when, when they said one. it was nearly up and it was still 200 feet, I was like, oh my God. The skipper goes, I could see it on the sounder. You're, you're halfway. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my arm was just dying. Um, you know, but when, when that fish came up, I mean, it was, it was magical. You know, and, it was. And, uh, you know, to tag it and release it, I think, was, was pretty cool as well. It was. Um, but, uh, yeah, never have I experienced such power, you know. Mm. And you, you, you're reeling in and you think you're only getting it a little way and then suddenly it goes, back down he goes. And there was no stopping him. There was no stopping him. The, the size of this Alua or giant trevally caught from 500 feet down was just over 80 pounds, everyone. Yeah. 80 pounds of quality fish, 37 kilos yeah. of prime GT yeah. over. It was it was a very very large fish. Yeah. Um, but mate, you, you got him up. You yeah. did it. It was great. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, the beauty of it is that you know instantly that became the best fish on on our show ever. Right. right. Ever. And word's gone around the hotel. I mean, it's like hey, everyone knows about it now. Only because I've told them. All. I'm going to get you a. <laughs> I'm going to get you a shirt. I'm going to get you a shirt with a with a trevally over it. I think that'll that'll suffice, won't it? What size are you, by the way? Large. A large. Okay, all right. I'll keep that in mind. We'll write that down. Producers, write that down. <laughs> uh, mate, that's great. And, and the other thing was, you know, um, I, I'm just going to breeze over it because, you know, five minutes later, I got a big blue marlin. But look, so... But we don't know, talk about that, do we? No, about what? Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, how you, it's, it's if you get it on the boat that counts, I think. That's what I heard. Uh, you are too true. Too true, and I will give you that. Yes, you have, uh, you've won the accolade. I'll stop digging you now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Anyone, if you are coming over here, there's so much to see and do. Simon, every day you wake up here in paradise, I know you come to work here, what I feel is paradise, and I guess it's a bit of difference there, obviously, when you are working mm. here, as a, and then to a guest. Mm -hmm. I guess you, you come here for relaxation, and as, as a, a manager in your role, and of course, even the team here, is they're coming here to make sure that the people who are relaxing are relaxing. Mm -hmm. So the job really, is, it's hard to end. What do you do on your days off? What do you like, what does Simon love to do when he's not at the hotel? Uh, fish. 
You love fishing? Yeah, I, I go I go shoreline fishing. You know, I'm not a big. I, it's hard to go out on boats all the time because it's course. just really, it's not not a not a luxury you can do all the time. So I it's understand. very lucky when you get to taken out. Yeah. Uh, but the shoreline fishing is phenomenal here. I mean, you can catch some big. Um, so talking about my 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 giant fish. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lapaka. Yeah. Whips out a picture of one bigger than mine. No way. Caught on the shoreline. Was here. it in black and white? It was, was it, grainy, it was, it was grainy. Because <laughs> you know, the amount of fish back in the 1950s was quite prolific. Yeah, was yeah. He said it wasn't long ago. He yeah, said, okay. So you'd have to ask him. Lefaka, so, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about a gentleman, when you come here and you go through to the, the valet parking at the top there, there's a guy called Lefaka, we call him Uncle Rock and Roll. So when you come up and ask if Uncle Rock and Roll is here and he'll come up, he is the most friendliest fourth coming fifth generation of Hawaiian and uh, we've spent a lot of time with that man, he's a great guy. Mm -hmm. Mate, the shoreline fishing is pretty good, no doubt, but also the local areas here. We were here last year when a few you know, things happened, obviously mm -hmm. someone pressed the button on a, a particular siren oh my that, goodness, that went yeah. particularly bad. That was probably one of the scariest days of my entire life. Run through that And you me. know where my boss was? No. <laughs> so, so I was at home actually with my kids. Right. Um, just watch, they were just watching TV. It was one morning. I think it was yeah. a Saturday morning. Yeah. Ten o'clock. Yeah. And um, suddenly all these sirens start. Their phone starts going off. And yeah. actually, my director of property ops calls me, and he, he'd only been in the job for a week. Yeah. And and he's like, Simon, Simon, Simon. He said, "There's a missile coming." I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Where were you last night? <laughs> and um, so, so then we, so I said to the boys, I said, get the TV on, get the TV on, put the radio on, check, check the web, what's going on. And yeah, the TV came on and ticker tape going across, yeah, yeah. incoming missile, take shelter immediately. Yes. So, you know, as soon as my boys saw that, they freaked out. Right. So we actually, so I got on the phone to my boss and he's actually, pumping the slot machines yeah. full in Las Vegas. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, you, are you okay? <laughs> he's fine. He's 5,000 miles over the ditch on the other side. He's going, and I'm I won't even out. have to look out the window. I, I am freaking <laughs> out. And I piled my kids into the car because yeah. we wanted to head down to the hotel. Yeah. Because, you know, that's, that's what we, I had to head for. Yeah, I understand. Because um, the last place I was going to hide is under my house. It's yeah. made of wood. <laughs> so. So it drove down and then we got halfway and it was all clear, but yeah, well. carried on to the hotel and all the team members and guests yeah. had evacuated into the tunnel because that yeah. was the safest place. It, yeah. was, it was a scary moment. Um, it was. Depending on who you speak to, because a lot of people slept yeah. through it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. But no. if you lived through it, yeah. I mean, we saw people in Oahu jump, giving out this drain, as storm well. drains. That's I mean, right. You mm. don't, it doesn't cross your mind that it's, no. you know, that it's a mistake. No. No, um, no, that's the last thing. Possible. And I'm driving in the car. I'm driving in the car, looking up for a yeah. missile coming yeah. in. You know, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but the stern, the stern warning that got us is we're driving back from fishing with Daddy uh, from down one of the marinas and with another local um, of your your team members here. And we were coming back, and the the alarm came over, but it was that stern American warning system. Yeah, it was yeah. it was that you know um, the old time. Uh, you know, this is not a drill. Yeah. This is not, a, you know, uh, inbound missile yeah, imminent. Yeah, you know, yeah. all this take shelter, do not look out your window, yeah. blah, blah, blah. If driving, pull over, seek immediate shelter, whatever you can. And all of this stuff there was going straight through our heads. And I'm thinking, I need to get to my family. And right, yeah. They were on a lava field and uh, trying to, you know, hobble back across that. And it was it was a very uh, testing moment, yeah, but it brought yeah. a lot of people together that afternoon. I'm sure that yeah, a lot of drinks yeah. were drunk. 
Yeah, 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 it was a relief to <laughs> say that. It certainly was. Mate, the dolphins here, it's always a beautiful sight to come down and see the beautiful dolphins here at the Dolphin Tower at Mackay Absolutely in the water. Beautiful. So something that we've just started this year, which is fascinating, every morning at 7.15, yeah. they go out into the lagoon. Right. So they're, the, the area that they're in now, I mean, yeah. look at this. and. It's magnificent. Where else in the world can you sit and have breakfast and watch dolphins uh, swimming around the lagoon yeah. to, you know, in for their morning exercise? In a natural yeah. waterway. Yeah. And that's, that's the beauty of it. I've got to say, there's so much more we could see, say and do, but I'm going to wrap it up there. I've got to say a big thank you to Mr. Simon Amos. Thank, thank you, you, mate. Yeah. He's the manager here at the Hilton Waikoloa Village Resort. It's a fantastic place to come and stay and just put a bit of R&R and do a bit of fishing and just enjoy what is on the background here. That is another podcast with Step Outside with Paul Bird. Mahalo. Next week, we have a chat with a colourful character at Queensland's oldest campsite. That's next time we step outside.